This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... It's not going to be days at a time, but hour, hour 45, no problem. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Could you just come on? Okay. So welcome to the show, everybody. Was we recording? Were we recording We were recording the whole time. Your temper tantrum goes on the air. Good. Because it goes back to that same thing that I was telling you the other day where I was like, your persona on the show is far different than your persona in real life but that just means that i'm not an asshole all the time does it because you're not an asshole on the show so the opposite (laughs) would mean that you're an asshole in real life you're an asshole all the time so i see i don't see that as being the case because you never it's hardest to look into oneself it's hardest to look into oneself. All right, I'll give you that. But still, at the end of the day. <laughs> but, like, did you have to put the case on your computer right when we were supposed to be recording well, the show? I didn't have an opportunity to do it any other time. When you want me to do it? After we were done recording the show. Well, this was all part of the show because this is now new equipment for the show. This is how the show starts. But um, just to, like, elaborate a little bit more on your personality traits not on the show i mean why don't we play this one isolated clip of you trying to make the phone call for today's interview all sorts of issues apparently so you put on the microphones you set up the recording equipment and then you just mumble to yourself and just press buttons like a sausage fingered freak trying to like reach out for help first of all like okay so i called her and then i hit record and like it wouldn't record because there was no sd card and i didn't know that i had to put an sd card in the equipment because i was never shown that part of the setup. But look so how much was, you're learning. But it was already ready to go. And then I was like, shit. So I quick hung up on her. Like, I don't know if she didn't. An- it only rang like twice and she didn't answer. So I was like, shit. So I quick hung up and I called you and I was like, pick up, pick up, pick up. And you're like, what is going on? Because you heard me like yelling into the phone. Because sometimes like it's hard to get you during the day when you're at work. Well, yeah, I have a real job I know. that, you know. You know, shares puppies on Facebook and shares animals and otters and scallops. We do what we got to do <laughs> to, to survive in, the, in this conquest jungle i tell you so then i start so i'm like okay fine like i got the sd card everything's okay we're ready to go i hit record and i call her and i'm like it's not working because in my head i'm dialing nine like i have to do at work (laughs) (laughs) okay so it was like it was a comedy of error it literally was errors and i want to get into it so okay so let's do it so why don't we do 
Are you heard first? And then we'll get into this week's guest. Okay. Do it. I will. So this week's You Heard comes to us from MetLife Stadium, of all places. Was it at the Paul McCartney concert? It was at the Paul McCartney concert. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it was just, there was so much going on in front of us. I mean, it was very Jersey. Like, it was, and this (laughs) kind of, like, I don't know, whatever. So these people sitting in front of us (laughs) were just... Jerseyites, if ever there were Jerseyites. Like, is that what you call Jersey people? I don't know. What do you want to call somebody to offend them? (laughs) (laughs) That is is pretty much what you're trying to do right now. So, I'm I'm not trying to offend them, but they were very Jersey. Like, there's a Jersey type, just like there's a New York type, and there's a Long Island type. The way you're saying it, though, makes it sound like you're like, oh, there's a Jersey type. All right, go on. Anyway. So this is what I overheard. Before we lose our one listener in New Jersey, why don't, why don't you just settle down, all right? Has Joanne ever heard about this? Forget about it. <laughs> I don't know how it ties into this week's show, but I liked it, it anyway. It does, because it was like, because I discovered something that I want everybody to start watching because it's really funny, and we'll get into that as we get into the interview. So I'm putting the kibosh on this week's You Heard. All right, then do it. I did. I'm getting real lippy anymore on the show. I you like really it. Are. And I like it too because you know what it is? When you try to be like too like oh, like too docile. I'm going to use the word docile. Am I docile? In the beginning, when we used to do the show, like, remember, show number one, you were just like, hey, I'm kind of glad to be on the air, but I really don't have anything to say, so I'm just going to kind of shrug and... <laughs> Pretend that you could see me. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much the way it is, and you're, like, looking at the microphone, like, I don't know what to do with my hands, and it's I like, don't I don't like care what you do with yeah. your hands, man, I'm like, no one's going to see it. I don't care what you do with them. <laughs> Maybe I'm coming into my own. After a year and a, you know, almost a year and a half of doing the show, I'm coming into my own. Oh, well, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's about fucking time that (laughs) it happened i mean if we could only get you to talk into the microphone instead of over the microphone you can't have everything you can't have everything i'm just saying though like i got a dad a dream that one day you're gonna get that down and it's gonna be like man the sound quality the show is really good what changed (laughs) nikki learned how to talk into the microphone (laughs) when you're not around i do really well i think but why is it though? Is it just because to drive me so, out of my it's mind? It's so much more pressure. Like when you're here, it's oh. like, oh, well, you're running everything. But now oh, it's like, yeah. I got to watch everything. I got to be in charge of everything. When I'm here, I'm running everything. But yet you'll complain about me talking too much. But Do when not? I'm not here, but when I'm not here, it's kind of like, well, there's a lot more pressure because I got to do the talking. Now you know how I feel. Do All you, the heavy lifting. Do you not talk a lot? Well, we are on a podcast. If I just sat right, here and danced but, for a while, people aren't going to get what the show is about. But what I'm saying to you is, do you think that you talk more than I do on the show? 
because I bet you our listeners, and I have seen the comments that they've left, <laughs> that Tom loves to talk. Tom talks over Nikki. Oh, does Tom want to have, like, why does Tom have a co-host? So, because sometimes you get on a tear. You know what? I think I wrote that comment. <laughs> Why does Tom have a co-host sometimes just to get just totally ragged on like this? It's crazy. And welcome back to 1982 when ragged on was an actual phrase that people used. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was huge. I wasn't using snarky comments at the age of five, so it I was not <laughs> The comment was huge. <laughs> tremendous, tremendous comment. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. <laughs> You know. Make America rag again. (laughs) (laughs) It's not used that much anymore. Like, I feel like somebody actually listened to that phrase and was like, ugh. Yeah, it's because it it brings up a different connotation for. Well, now, but but back in the early 80s, it was kind of like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Everybody gets ragged on. You get ragged on. (laughs) But these days, it's a way to prevent that. So, I mean, you know, so you do. All right. Well, there you go. I don't know what else we can say about it. I think I think we exhausted that bit. I think, maybe you should talk about this week's interview. So I would love to. So this week's interview is with Becky Yamamoto, who is the brainchild behind um, the web series Uninspired, which is going to have its second season debut on Friday the 13th. And <laughs> you can find the, the, the show at uninspired the website uh, uninspired the web com, and it is really 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 funny. Um, season one you can watch right on the um, right on the show or right on the website, and it's just about you know Becky plays this character named Sarah who gets laid off, and it's just this like pretty much comedy of errors of like decisions that she makes that kind of like follow this and. It's a really, really, really funny, and it's it's very nuanced, and it's very real. Like, I know, and like, and I say it in the interview, but like, I know that there are certain <laughs> things that like, like just how you mutter things under your breath, which I do. Like, I talk to myself constantly. It's how but, we like, started this week's show. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's, it's just very, very funny, and it's very well done. It's very well written, and it's it's shot really, really nicely. Um, it was directed by Adam Wirtz, who, you know, Becky works with, and she worked with, again, on season two, and a lot, like, you know, the whole cast and some new faces come back for season two, and it, it's really, really funny, but let's kind of get to the meat of it and find out why Becky, you know, did this series. Is she as uninspired as the character that she inspired? Let's mm. find out. All right, let's roll that bean footage. Beans. You say I don't. Hello? Becky? Yes, this is Becky. Hi, it's Nikki from um, the High Regard Show. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. I'm sorry I just called you and hung up. I realized that I didn't know how to use the recording equipment all the way, and I had to, like, to have oh. a technical fix, so. Oh, no worries. I'm so, just moving to, like, a quieter place. Hi. Okay. Great. Okay, super. We is So now is okay to talk? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, fabulous. Give me 
let's get started then. So thank you so much for uh, speaking with the High Regard Show. We really appreciate it. We watched um, Uninspired season one, and we love it. So I can't wait to talk oh. about it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> so can you just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, a background on the show, you know, how it came to be? Um, so let's see, this is so, it feels so long ago, but uh, basically uh, I think it just started as like um, an idea uh, based on like, you know, me and life and you know, just right. things that kind of like piss me off, you know, like, and like, um, or like incidences where I was like, how the hell did this happen? And like, I think just finding a way to like, you know, put it to paper and, uh, and uh, yeah, that's how it started. Okay, great. And basically, you know, I love what I love about the show so much is that there are these like little nuanced moments that I, I know that I do in real life. Like when you were slamming the cabinet doors, when you came home after getting laid off and you know, Doug is passed out high on the couch or you saying suck a dick to Carol as she walks away in the office, you know, be honest is, are, are you Sarah? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely drawn from, like, real experiences and, like, um, like things that have happened to me. And, uh, you, know, or, you know, I mean, my cousin was like, oh, my God, is that what your relationship with your husband's like? You know, I'm like, okay, it's not, like, that close. But, you know, like, um, elements obviously are drawn from real-life experiences, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, there's about three years between season one and season two. Did the way that you approached the show and wrote the show and, you know, filmed it, did that change from season to season? No, it's the same uh, crew. It's uh, me and my director, uh, Adam, who shot and edited everything. Um, so it's the same approach. Um, I think technically maybe like we have a new, a different camera that we're using, mm -hmm. but it's everything was done very similarly. Um, and maybe things are a little bit amped up in season two, but yeah, it's, it's going to have the same type of, uh, feel to it. Okay, super. And, you know, a few months ago we had Katina Correo on our show. Um, and oh she, yeah, she is a truly, truly <laughs> lovely person, but holy shit, like her character, like she is so annoying and she's so familiar because I have worked with a million people like that. Was she based oh, off of anybody in particular? Um, uh, I think she's just, for me, it was like an expression of, you know, people you run into and, you know, you know, whether it be like someone at the office who's a little like passive aggressive mm -hmm. or, you know, um, one of your friends, friends who you're like, who invited this lady? You know, like it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. You're like, oh right. boy that person you know it's like a kind of a combination of all those types of people you know right absolutely <laughs> so does she become more endearing in season two um not necessarily <laughs> uh, <laughs> um she actually gets to show other like a very similar and maybe even more extended version it's fun actually her episode there's an episode kind of um that focuses on her a little more and it's she's Pretty, she's pretty great in it. <laughs> Good. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it. <laughs> You'll love that episode, yeah. Funny. <laughs> and going back to season one really quickly, I'm sorry. Did you, 
when when you were filming it and you know when you came up with the idea did you imagine that it was going to reach such a claim you know from places like NYTVF AV Club IndieWire and the like like did you see that coming oh no I I no I mean (laughs) you hope for that when you make something but you know sometimes you just you just make what you what you're like feeling at the time and hope for the best you know right (laughs) um uh and I mean I've worked I've NYTTF was something that I've, you know, I've been in other people's stuff there and I had been to the festival a few times, so I kind of got an idea. But, you know, even then, you know, I I didn't know it was going to, you know, have all this, you know, acclaim. Right. And did that put any pressure on you when you were, when you were, you know, creating season two and filming season two? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I just, I was, I'm, I, you know, you always hope that whatever you do matches or surpasses like what you started. So, yeah, but at the same time, I guess I started also um, writing elements of season two uh, while season one existed. So, um, yeah, of course, there's always pressure. I always feel a lot of pressure on myself. I'm that kind of person, yeah. <laughs> so you're not uninspired all the way then? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, but, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> And do you think um, that there will be a season three? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't foresee that now. Okay. Uh, I think. I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't think there was going to be a season two, but I guess it happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Fair enough. So let's go back to the beginning. You know, when did you know you were funny, and when did you like realize that you needed to pursue a career in comedy? Oh, um, let's see. I was five. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, um, I was, I think um, one thing that's true, but I think most comedians, I don't know if this is true, but I think most people feel like they don't fit in anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so there's always this, like, conflict with the world, you know, inner monologues, you know? Right. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> um, that's common of humanity. I don't know. But, but I think, I don't... Um, I think the first time I really felt like I was like funny was like in college. I did this like talent show <laughs> and uh, I did this open mic. You could sign up for it. And everyone like laughed and I was like, this is it. You know, <laughs> so, after that, I was like, I'm going to do this forever. You know? <laughs> but, but yeah. And what was um, your first, like, what was an open, did you do open mics after that? Like, without people that, you know, you had known closely or been friends with, like, you know, the college crowd? Yeah, I started taking classes at, like, the Groundlings in L.A., because okay. um, that's where I'm from. And then um, I moved out here eventually and did, like, UCB and stuff. And I did open mics here, and that was, like, that was, a rude, like, kind of a rude awakening. Right. <laughs> I can imagine. Like, it's, it's its own culture. You're like, oh, I guess guys are really disgusting on the outside too. I'm just going, um, <laughs> just like, like dude comics, like, you know, the the typical. Yeah. Um, and I think because I was such a good Christian girl for most of my life, that was like a real shock. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I like people talk about sex, and I'm like, what is sex? You know. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a, and then also just, I think, you know, I had the, the bad luck of like having 
you know, great open mic performances when I started. Right. And then as I like, you know, delved into it and like, it, it got harder. <laughs> so that was like, that was real tough too. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, our, my co-host Tom, um, who couldn't do this interview, unfortunately, or be part of it. He did a bunch of open mics and I, they, they are brutal. And oh, you went, you went to watch them. Yeah, I did. And I was like, I don't think I could go anymore <laughs> because like, I'm just like, cause everybody's just so involved and like, they're like waiting for their turn. And it's like just oh, crickets totally. for all the time. And I'm like, I can't handle this. I'm too nervous for you. <laughs> No, totally. You're like, oh, that's okay. But <laughs> yeah. also just that environment is a little bit brutal. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Who were some of your early influences? Um, well, I loved Kathy Griffin <laughs> and uh, Margaret Cho. I used to watch Saturday Night Live, obviously, uh, everyone. Um, I think I, I watched a lot of women comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I And do off. I actually really loved Seinfeld, too, when I was younger. I don't know. Um, and now I'm like, and I, I I know, it's like, who are my influences? There's just so many. My mom, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I've seen the videos of mom. <laughs> yeah, okay. To be fair, she's actually, like, unintentionally one of the most hilarious people, like, in this, in this world. <laughs> So um, I, I got a lot of weird influence from my mom. Um, thanks, moms and pops. You know, they're both <laughs> a little weird. So, I mean, I hope they never, like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. We've all got one. We know. <laughs> so beyond um, – oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, oh, no, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Um, so, so beyond, um, you know, Uninspired Season 2 um, airing, it's going to air every Friday um, after Friday the 13th, right? <laughs> yes. I hope it's good luck. Uh-huh. It yes. should be. It should be. <laughs> so beyond that, you know what? You know what can what 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 will you be doing beyond that? Well, I'm continue. I do I do perform stand up still, um, so I'll be doing that. And I'm working on a um, a solo show. Actually, funnily enough, um, me and Katina will be sharing a bill um, in April. So we're going to be doing our half-hour solo shows back-to-back at the pit. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, um, she's. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that, a little stand-up and a little bit of solo showing. Um, awesome. Going back to my roots. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And um, Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. No, no. no. <laughs> No, please continue if you have, and you know, something else to say. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't. Oh. I, I don't have anything valuable. It'll be in a turtleneck. Um, it'll be dark lighting. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have anything valuable to say. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, if you weren't doing comedy, you know, what would Becky be doing with her life? Um, I think I'd be a, like a cook. a baker like I I love cooking so maybe I'd have a bakery you know well cool like my side business would be pot brownies who knows (laughs) well maybe someday New York will get with it and you could actually do that as a side job and make a lot of money (laughs) yeah I mean maybe that would be my new thing so (laughs) well good well we look forward to you selling them (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you I look forward to it too
<laughs> well, thank you so much to speaking for uh, speaking with the High Regard Show, Becky. We really appreciate it, and we cannot wait to watch season two of Uninspired. Thank you so much. All right, have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. So that was my interview with Becky. And so it was. And it's it's like Tobias would say, wow, that Becky is all anybody's been talking about <laughs> around these water coolers lately. Because you really do love the show. Like, it was really, really, really funny. I mean, like like I said, like um, there, there's just these points where like when she comes home from being laid off and her boyfriend's high as a kite and he's passed out on the, the couch. Oh, you can relate to that? <laughs> no. But, like, <laughs> okay. But like she's she gets pissed because she's just like, I need somebody to just talk to me. And like, he won't wake up and he's like, oh, we'll talk tomorrow. And it's like, babe, I just got laid off. Like, I just got laid off. I just got this. So like, she starts like, babe, babe, babe. And she starts slamming cabinet doors. And like, that's kind of something that like, I think both of us can relate to because it's something that you sometimes do because you sleep later than I do. And sometimes it's like, it's time for you to wake up. It's not though. Like if, I, <laughs> if my eyes are closed, my body's saying overruled. It's not time for me to wake up. Or even like you know, and and our our dear friend Katina Correo, who we've talked about, or who we talked to a couple months back when she released her first comedy album. You know, she appears in Uninspired, and there's a scene, and like her character is extremely grating, and her character is like somebody that I know that we. I mean, you work full, you work in an office full of women, like you, you know this character, and I know this character. And as she's like walking away from like being a complete asshole to Becky's character, Sarah, she like walks away and Becky just goes, suck a dick. And, like, it's just funny because like those are the things that like you do say like under your. Like, you do say those things. I do things. say those things. You it's do. just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I always do. Like, I talk to myself constantly. But you don't realize that you're talking to yourself out loud and we all can hear you. We all know. What I have no internal monologue. <laughs> it's crazy, and and it's so weird that you know. At least you know where you stand with me. One of our old comic friends, though, just like pops in on a show that we're doing an interview on. I know. And it's like going. It's and it's such, it's such like, what was the word I'm looking for? Like it's such um, serendipitous. No, I was gonna say like leap from the way she really is yeah yeah because she is katina's like one of the nicest people yeah she really is and like she's she's a truly lovely person and then like she just plays this like passive aggressive like very annoying like and there's a scene where she's at like a baby shower and it's like and there's okay i'm a woman and i'm gonna say it like there's really nothing worse than being at a baby shower when you're a woman who does not want children like that is the that is like one of the like because it's just like oh yay and like they have this like scene where they're like playing with like a poopy diaper like because you put like i guess like you melt like a chocolate bar and like a diaper and it's supposed to be like this really fun game and like becky her character sarah just like does exactly what i have always wanted to do at a baby shower like and she just starts talking like dina's character and she's like ah, rah, rah, like and just like, it was really funny just watch the show <laughs> <laughs> please watch the show it would just make it so much easier for all of us <laughs> if you could just watch the show and have Nikki to stop describing it at this point in time. Because I'm trying not to talk too much, and this is what happens. Oh, my God. Shut up. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but what's weird is 
you mentioned like not wanting to have kids. Mm -hmm. And I literally just had this conversation yesterday with my boss because there was this whole situation that happened like at our holiday party this year that I forgot completely about. Did somebody bring a kid? No, God, no. Somebody got pregnant. No, I'm only kidding. Nobody got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny where you're like, it's a children's publishing company. And you're like, does somebody bring a kid? And you're like, oh, God, no. <laughs> no like, <laughs> please, we work for kids all day long, one day a year. It's kind of like somebody unshackles us and just lets us go wild. <laughs> so, and, and here's why I forgot. Because we were all kind of out of it. And this, you know, this one girl who was really out of it was trying to piece together the night. And my boss was an integral part of, like, how out of control the night had gotten. So the three of us are sitting in my office, and we're sitting there, we're talking about it, and we're trying to piece it all together because she didn't remember a lot of stuff either. So <laughs> And she keeps saying, like, I'm the champion because I was in the best mood, like, after getting fucked up. And, you know, it's it's all good because, you know, everybody else was just like a zombie, and it was like, all right, whatever. You're the champion. If you want to be the champion, do it. But it winds up being. Where are you going you with this? Literally, just did the same thing to a, about a show to everybody who we want to go watch the show, and you're like, "Let me explain." In episode one, scene one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where I'm going with this is one of the things that happened was this account manager comes over and starts talking to my boss, and they're going back and forth, and they're talking about like being married and like how hard it is, blah blah blah. And then next thing you know, they said something. And this account manager turns to me and she looks and she's like, um, you know, she goes, how old is your girlfriend? And I was like, well, she's going to be 40 soon. And then she was like. Is she? Yeah, <laughs> she is. Which girlfriend is this? <laughs> so <laughs> so I was like, going to be 40 soon. And she goes, you know, she's going to want to have kids, right? And I was like. <laughs> No. And then she goes, absolutely. She goes, as soon as 40 comes, you're like, this is it. It's my last shot. I got to have kids. And I was like, you don't know what happens in my house. Like, <laughs> you don't get it. Like, seriously? Like, no. And then she was like, well, you better make sure she knows that you're not going to, like, have kids and stuff like that. Oh, my that. God. Way like to going... gender police. And I was just like, man. I was like, just thinking. Because I remember at the time thinking, like, this is the craziest conversation. Like, Number one, it's like I think that I would know whether or not I'm going to, like, find somebody who wants to have kids or not. That's number one. Number two, like, at this point in time, you don't know me enough to be, like, bringing up things like this. And saying, yeah, like, you don't, yeah. Like, it's very bizarre that you would even mention some of these things, like. You know, because it's a gender. It's a it's a typical gender norm. Like women want to have children. All women want to. All women are breeders. Not this fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like that was a lovely story, and I think that's very funny. And I think it's like you were like whatever, man. Look, I wanted something to contribute because I had absolutely nothing to this point in time, and I was like, hey, I throw in a little tidbit from a holiday party because I, I know how you love me talking about the holidays. <laughs> Because it usually like is like the nuclear reactor that sets things in motion to you I'm know, turning, get you I've all revved up. I've turned over a new leaf in 2017, but I'm glad that we had an anecdote that you know had a lot to do with our guests this week. Well, for that one anecdote that you said it had to do with, basically, <laughs> because there was so. a scene of a baby shower. But I'm glad that you brought it up because I think it's funny. Like that was really funny. 
Yeah, we'll see. It was. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be. It's like you're gonna be pulling quotes, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, did you pull anything from that baby shower thing?" And you'll be like, "No, that was the stupidest part of the whole show." What were you thinking? I was like, "Ah, oh, you said it was funny at the time." Your radio personality is so nice, Nikki. Like, I don't understand what I happens know. when you're like, you know, off the air and you're doing your quotes for. You social know, media. Social media. And... Yes, because you can find like some, you could find our best quotes on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a little bit of a burp and I needed to, to like, I needed to deal with that before I. To which somebody might go on social media and be like, these are the best quotes. Like new listeners might be like that. And it'll just be like, well, I, I mean, know, we, we hide some in the show too. So you should listen to the show, even if you don't <laughs> like the quotes. <laughs> Not everything makes social media. So, <laughs> well, all right then. But anyway, back to Becky Yamamoto. <laughs> and oh, she wants to be the guest and the focus. I see how it is. Fine, fine. Why don't you just go right? How back dare to you, her. Becky? Go back to Becky then. Do what you got to do. Anyway, Uninspired season two is going to premiere January thirteenth. Um, you can find it at uninspiredthewebseries.com. And if you happen to find yourself on Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn on Thursday, January twelfth at seven p.m., you can watch a live premiere of the show at Videology. Well, there you have it. And, of course, all that information will be on our website, too. So, I mean, you know. Yes, we're information providers. We like it when people come on the show and then have big turnouts at their shows. Yeah. Because we're shut-ins, and it's not like, you know. We live vicariously through others. Yeah, and it's nice that people get to go out and do things. Because if you came to see us, it would be probably standing in front of our building, and we'd look at you and be like, you no. filthy gang kids. <laughs> we're not letting you in. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when we told me pass a group of people in front of our building. We're like, ew, you filthy gang kids. <laughs> you filthy oh, those gang filthy kids. gang kids out there again. <laughs> Was King 148, like, just hanging out out there? We're not allowed to say the name. I don't know. I hardly I don't doubt. Gang war. Listen to me. I highly doubt that King 148 listens to the High Regard You show. don't know. Because I, I have left stickers sure. all over Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You fucking doomed us. Well, good thing we live in building 147. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Becky, for appearing on the show. I love talking to you, and thank you. Yes, Becky. Thank you very much. And if you would have seen the wave of Nikki's hand just now, that just means finish. Like you were like, thank you. And then you you. I did. I was like, (laughs) and divine Andrew. And I'm just watching you like again, I know we're over a year into it, but still no camera. (laughs) Still no camera. I mean, we you and I, we have like now it's set in stone. We have projects that are coming out that are gonna be video related. Yes. Even those projects aren't gonna have you on camera. I know. And you know what? Like, and even if I was on camera, I would probably still like sit there and just be like, I would be just like Garth from Wayne's World when like the camera pans on him after Wayne leaves, like when they like are in like the fancy studio and everything, and <laughs> and I would just be sitting there like, okay. <laughs> well, what it is now is you're so comfortable doing the podcast that you're like all animated, like you are, like you know. Like you should be in real life, but really in real life you're like not. I'm a slug. You're not that happy. No, I'm a <laughs> I'm a slug in real life. <laughs> I'm a turd out there. <laughs> it is like impossible to get you to leave the house sometimes. Like it used to be me where it used to be so but hard. It's not my fault. Well, I'm saying though, this past week you actually went out, and leading up to going out, you were kind of like, oh, I gotta go out again this week. 
You went out like three times this past week. And I am exhausted from it. I know. But each time, every time, like leading up to it, it's exhausting for me leading up to you going out because you're like going, oh, man, like if nobody calls me for plants, it's cool. Like I don't need to do anything. And then you go out and you come back and you're like, I had the best time. Or all right, I'm going to go out for lunch. I'll be back in a little while. And then it's like 8.30 at night, and you're like, I'm on my way home. And then you come home, and you're like, I had the best time. And then like two days later, you got to go out again, and you're like, oh, I got to go out again. Oh, man. It's true. I know. It's very like, true. You are like kind of social, but at the same time, you but are then, very like, much a curmudgeon. But I am. <laughs> I am a curmudgeon. I am. And I own up to it, so at least there's that. At least there's that. At least there's that. At least there's that. <laughs> Can we get into a roly-poly, Ronnie? Because obviously we God, gotta I'm... switch gears. We gotta switch <laughs> gears. Christ help us. Please let's. So, we're at the end of the 5K runout. This weekend's we, gonna end it. I can't believe it. Did you think that like you would have lasted this long? Like, do you think that you would have not lasted? Because I, you have a when you set your mind to something, you are very Rain Man focused on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't where I think you thought you were gonna go with that <laughs> phrase to start, but I mean, yeah, I guess but that you too. Are like, but you do get like you focus on things. And it's called getting shit done, lady. <laughs> it is called getting <laughs> shit done, and. You know, did you think that, because it seems to me like you enjoyed what you were doing. I mean, granted, like maybe not running in the snow and the rain, but like it seems to me like because it's a return to something that you were passionate about. So, you know, did you think that you would come this far? Like, did you think that you would stick with it? Um, I think I discussed it with my doctor this week. So I had, I'd finally had to yes. go and follow up like for my three month appointment. And, um. We were talking about like how I've got to this point because he was really, really surprised with my progress, thinking that I was probably about two months ahead of schedule, a little bit more than two months ahead of schedule where I should be losing I weight. think that is amazing. Because I'm down almost 80 pounds now in three months. That is ridiculous and I hate you. And I'm way, like I'm probably, I'm like 60% of my goal weight already three months in of, you know, going down to 160 pounds. So you're more than halfway there. So I'm more more than than halfway halfway. there. And how long, because it was supposed to be what, like 18 months, right? Like it was supposed to be. 18 months to two years is what they figured it would take me to get down to 160. And now like everything has to get readjusted. And after he does the blood work, he'll come Mm -hmm. back and And let me know like what it's going to be. Right. To see if you're getting enough protein and enough like vitamins and things like that. And like your blood levels and stuff. Yeah. He wanted me to be down 50 pounds now is what he was shooting for. That was the original goal. But as of Thursday, when I went for the, you Mm -hmm. know, the weigh in and stuff like that, I'm down like just under 78 pounds, like by like, I don't know, a couple of ounces. So that's insane. That is, that's like so incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm psyched. It's doing good. And he was like, well, what he goes, what are you doing? He goes, you're not starving yourself. Are you? He goes, you're definitely eating. And I'm like, I am eating. And not only am I eating, if it was old me, it was, it, it's not always great food that I'm eating. Right. You know what I mean? Right, it's not sure. that I'm, a, I'm not eating bad food all the time by right, any means right. whatsoever. But, but every like, once in a while, I'm like going, you know. I want a piece of pizza or. Yeah. Or 
you know, if you're making pizza bites, like, all right, I'll have two pizza bites, whatever. I mean, I shouldn't be having any pizza bites, <laughs> but I'll have it. You know, for New Year's, we had like, you know, the wrapped little wieners. <laughs> Wiener. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to get that on the air personally. But I mean, I know I shouldn't have been having that. But I mean, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have like two little wrapped wieners. That's fine. <laughs> two times I got it on. So, but, you know, so I told him that. I was like going, yeah, I'm like going, all right. So I'm like not the most strictest. I try to do like you know, some kind of uh, shake or smoothie in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do, you know, like a soup for lunch. And then dinner time, potluck. It depends. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes you have like a little bit of what we're having from Blue Apron. Sometimes yep. like, you know, we'll order food and like you'll have your leftovers from the night before. And like you've been ordering smart you know, smarter I mean, smarter than smarter usual. than. Yeah. And I mean, like Smart. in New Year's, I mean, we we did like we snacked a lot on New Year's and we had, you know, like maybe some stuff that wasn't like so great. But like we didn't eat these ginormous amounts of it like we used to. Like we had these small little plates and it was I I enjoyed everything that we had and it was the perfect amount. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's not like, oh, New Year's would have been so much better if we would have had all these, like, bad snacks and shit like that. It's kind of like, no. I mean, you ordered something for lunch, I think, last week or something like that, and they bought cheese doodles, like, you know, with it. And they're sitting on the counter right now. And the other night, I, like, saw them. And at a quarter of my eye, and I'm like, man, cheese doodles. I can have a taste them. I can taste them in my mouth. Yeah, and the thing was, I needed to make like extra. Like I needed like a, I needed like ninety nine cents extra. So I'm like for the delivery charge. Yeah, for the delivery charge. And I was like, all right, I'll just get this because it was like a dollar seventy nine or something. And I thought, okay, it's just gonna be like a tiny little bag of cheese doodles. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was like a full size bag of cheese doodles. And I was yep. like, son of a bitch. And it's no longer on the counter. Did you eat it? I did. God I ate damn it. Jesus. I, I ate the whole bag, but. Oh, my God. I, but it was like in the course of like a couple of days. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it was there for a couple of days because every day I would look at it and I'd be like, oh, I want one. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it because I know that I'm going to regret it. Yeah. So, and you would have. And I would have. They and were I'd terrible. Be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'll bet they were awful. <laughs> I, it didn't taste in my mouth is telling me different right now as I'm talking about it. But as I'm telling him this, he was like going. Is, he goes, I don't see it being just diet, though. He goes, because a lot of people have, especially losing 80 pounds so quickly, will have a lot of extra loose skin, like in their stomach area mm -hmm. and stuff. And that's when they talk about doing tummy tucks. Tummy tucks. And seriously, I don't mm -hmm. want to do it because the stitches in the photos that they oh, show from I don't it need to look know. crazy. I mean, the end result is absolutely incredible. But they said it's like a two-day recovery time in order to do it before you go back to work or whatnot. And I can't imagine with the amount of stitches that they're putting in. But no. I was like – he goes and says, but you can't be just, you know, eating less and losing that much weight. He goes, right. what else are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm running now. And this is how we come full circle. How do we come full circle? Because now I'm back to the running thing, what the doctor said about it, which is how we got into this whole thing. So basically, I just wanted to show people like how smart it was. Like, because you saw Pulp Fiction tonight with Tyler Durden tonight for the I first did. time. I did. I did. And I felt like saying like, I can make up a Pulp Fiction story by throwing <laughs> away the ending in the beginning and then come back around and explaining how it wraps up. Look at you. And this is it. So basically, um, I told him I was like, yeah, I'm doing running and stuff. And he goes, really, how far are you running? Now, the app right now says I have two more workouts left before mm -hmm. I can officially 
be known to have done a 5K, which is 3.2 miles. Be known to have done. Right. <laughs> so um, this week I ran twice without the app because the sound on the app isn't working properly. I wrote to the company. Mm-hmm. They never responded on social media. Not on any Are of you it. Kidding? Not on Facebook, not on Twitter. But I posted that I had gotten my last award that I had gotten for finishing, you know, a 2K, whatever it was, I think like a week ago. And they immediately reposted that. Right. And it's like, congratulations. And then I was like, oh, now that I got you, here's this question again. Still never responded to it. Oh, my God. That pisses me off. That happened to me with the post office. Those motherfuckers. Yeah, because they'll respond to everything except yeah. for, well, good. I have a question about like an actual issue with your product. And they're like, oh, mm, no, nah, we don't really want to discuss that. And it's like, well, dude. Come on, it's the only reason yeah, why I'm bullshit. on here is to try yeah. to get in touch with you because I can't reach you any other way. Yeah, it's total bullshit. But I ran twice this week with just the Apple, like the um, the fitness app. Mm-hmm. And I was like, screw it. I'm not going to use this. Just I'm just going to go and run and just try to like run to the top of the hill, turn around, come back and see whatever it is and what it is. And it's two and a half miles. And it was piece of cake to do the two and a half miles. Hmm. Like it's easy now. But here's the thing. When I did the 5K app last week, um, I think Sunday was the last day that I actually did it. When I did it on Sunday, it said I had to do a um, 28-minute run. Mm -hmm. Just run for 28 minutes. And I don't know how far it expects you to be, but it also maps out like how much mileage you've done. Okay. And in the 28 minutes, I think I did did the 3.2 miles. Right. Okay. That's awesome. In 28 minutes. So they're going to make me run 30 minutes tomorrow and then 35 minutes on Sunday because I just want to finish it this weekend right. and be done with the app and just be like, all right, I know I can run a 5K. I don't need the app anymore. I'm done. And you're going to still keep running. like Oh, absolutely. Like, are you going to do it as often as you did with the app? It seemed like, you know, depending on the weather and depending on, like, you know, what your schedule was, like, you did it almost like every um, – there was a couple nights where you did it back to back, but it seemed like you were kind of – doing it every other day is that something that you're going to keep upkeep yes and the reason why is because when the doctor was going over everything he was like oh man he goes you know most people he goes especially when you know you start out at 302 pounds like i did Mm -hmm. their joints can't take you know going out and running 3.2 miles like your knees ain't gonna handle it your hips ain't gonna handle it but neither did yours and you kind of just pushed through that until your body got used to it it sucked. I know. <laughs> it really know. sucked. But I mean, now at this point in time, and I told him, I was like, I would feel horrible if I had to stop running right now. The only thing that would stop me at this moment would be as if I got injured. God forbid. And if I, and I, but it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen eventually, especially this time of year, because, you know, you run in the spring, the summer, the fall. I mean, yeah, winter, it's dry it's, out. Yeah. I mean, now... There's already been a night where I ran in the snow, and I was like, "Man, I feel like yeah, I was wishbone really to my groin." Slippery. Yeah, it was. Because, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like seriously, like your legs just go out like well, yeah. deer legs because they're just trying to like grip on the ice and can't. Little baby Bambi Tom. Yeah. With his so, tiny little tummy. <laughs> <yeah>. Whatever. <laughs> Even the smallest animals can kill something smaller. It's the woods, for Christ's sake! So just be careful, woman. But. Um, seriously, like, I think I would definitely keep on running because it's, it is melting off the extra fat, like the skin also, it's toning it. It's not just letting it. Like you're not just losing like 
a lot of weight without doing anything like you're you're toning it yourself and I think that that's awesome because you know like to avoid that surgery has like I would never want to like yeah I, I really really want to avoid it and the reason why is because just like this surgery that I had now mm-hmm. like the bariatric the, surgery right so the sleeve mm-hmm. you know a lot of people get it and I don't, I don't want to say it in a bad way but a lot of people get it because it's you know, a thing where they're like going, it's a looks thing. It's cosmetic. Right. And they'll be like, I'm way overweight. I'll be healthier if I can do it. So under that guise, I'll be able to get mm-hmm. it covered by insurance. But in my head, I'm not thinking, I want my heart to feel better. They're thinking, right. I hate the way I look. I want to look better. Right, of course. Yeah. So it's a vanity thing. Right. Never was the case for me. So now I feel like the tummy tuck is more of a blatant, oh, well, because now I'm healthier because I lost you yeah, know, right. almost 80 now I get pounds. It. And now it's like, well, now I'm going to get a tummy tuck. And it just goes against everything that I was against from the beginning. You're so vain. I bet you think this segment is about you. <laughs> All right. I had to. I had to. I know you funny. did. I know funny. you did. Because what happens is if one person just keeps talking the whole time, people no, are going to think that you left a room. That. So you had to just like no, jump in. It's just that you were saying like it's a vanity thing and it's like it, it's it's true because we live in a society where like unfortunately you're judged by how you look. And I mean if you can get a surgery and look better and or not even better, it doesn't matter what you look that's the whole point is. It doesn't matter what you look like. But if you can get the surgery and feel better about yourself, yeah. I don't I don't care. Go get the surgery yeah, then. That's the good shit. for you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's not what it was. And I don't want to get the tummy tuck because right. The amount of stitches is okay. ridiculous. You've said, and you always say, and you've tried to make me watch it, and I don't want to. Oh, it's so awful. Now, I know our listeners, um, you know, want to know about clothes. You know, have you bought, like, an entire new wardrobe yet? Or are you, like, what are you doing about clothes? I mean, I- I'm going the hobo route, pretty much. So, basically, <laughs> the way it works out is, is I have um, my normal pants that I've been wearing forever. And they were getting really, really tight towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I knew the surgery was coming eventually. And I'm like, I'm not going out and buying like right, a whole no. bunch of new jeans. Yeah. So now those pants are like wicked loose to the point where the belt that I used to use now wraps around me like one and a half times. That's like how I hold my pants up. Like it's ridiculous. Oh my God, you got to get suspenders like your dad. And, and my parents keep saying they're like, you need to get suspenders. And I'm like, I'm not old enough. Like and I then, got three more years before I get suspenders. You already have a flannel shirt and I suspenders, did. and then you'll have to get Doc Martens, and no. you'll be a skinhead with long hair. <laughs> okay, I was just gonna be just like I'm like '90s grunge now. All of well, a yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, but but seriously, like. You know, my pants I just keep and with a, with a belt as tight as possible. Luckily for so Christmas, why... people they're like, "Look at this guy! He really seriously looks like a hobo right now." Because, because... You, it, it's because you've been wearing like all your your shirts that are now like really really big on you, and it looks like you're swimming in them. Right. Well, my shoulders fall out of my neck holes. Like if I'm sitting on the couch, I look like I'm posing for a poster for Flashdance. <laughs> Like, that's pretty much what it looks like. So people at work were like, going, oh, it's Christmas time. Like, we better get him dressed. He's a maniac, <laughs> maniac on the floor. So they dressed me. They bought me clothes. And they were like, oh, here's some shirts and stuff. And I was like, how'd you know my size? And we're like, well, we know what size you're not. And we <laughs> asked you, and you said, you know, two, 3X, and then maybe, you went to 2X. Maybe now... it's time that you just, like, you know, 
get a couple pants, like just a couple pair of pants that you can like pepper in. Why don't we see like when we're done with all the college applications for little Tyler Durden, <laughs> I feel like every night she's like, can I borrow your credit card for a minute? And I'm like, borrowing it implies you're going to like give me back whatever you take off it. But we all know that's not happening. Can you have my credit card is what the question really should be. True. So maybe after all that's taken care of, all we right. can go forward and Daddy actually buy will go pants. clothes shopping. And if not, I mean, you know, by the spring, I'll just get one of those barrels. What? Like the barrels that like you would wear? Like, <laughs> like, like the, the suspenders? Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be good, right? It would be good. I feel like in the city you could do anything. And then like this freebie days, like this weekend is like the no pants subway ride this yeah, weekend. So, so yeah. it's like I don't even need pants for that. No, you don't. Although my underwear are big too and I feel like things would be falling out. All right. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Just saying, man. There could be an accident. Nobody needs it. Nobody needs it. It's weird. Putting a term, putting, um, you know, bringing a different spin on flash dance. <laughs> um, just seriously, if, in my head, I just had like this vision of um, the league when that guy was like, ooh, I sat in gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Could we be done with this segment, Could we please? please? Like, yes. I think that we have really worn out our welcome on Roly Poly Road this week. Yes. <laughs> All right, play the music. Ah, um, so, this week, we're going to skip a Did You Know, is that correct? Yeah, I think so, because, I mean, I feel like, you know, I just you didn't feel like doing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I needed a break. and uh, I needed a break, and you're on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know this week. <laughs> and since the majority of people just send in, like, quirky comments and not checks, I feel like <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want at this point in time. But when you guys start paying me, feel free to call me out on not doing a Did You Know, because it's just the way it is. Well, I would like to take this time to give a little plug to um, our friends from Shark Party. There is an event called Dead Darlings with Amanda Duarte that's taking place on Wednesday, January 11th at 8 p.m. at the Judson Memorial Church at 65 Washington Square South in New York. And Amanda is the founder and writer of the hashtag Pussy Grabs Back movement. And this is going to be a freedom edition because everything has um, like themes, like each installment of the salon, you know, has a theme. And it's going to feature Dylan Marin, Aaron Gloria Ryan, Rick Heron, Molly Pope, and it's hosted by Amanda. And basically, it's the salon where these New York City people, you know, come out and they perform read sing and do a piece of their work that actually got cut from you know whatever work that they were doing so it's a really cool event and that's wednesday january 11th at 8 p.m at 65 washington square south and it's called dead darlings it's so amazing what churches allow these days yeah and like (laughs) judson memorial church i think from like reading my stuff um like reading my like little history books, like I think that that was always like involved. Like, like it was a very in... yeah, like back in like the beat movement and stuff like that. Like, like I think from what I like remember, like because I know that there's a church on Washington Square, and it's just like so many perform like it held so many performances of like these beat writers and musicians and performers and stuff like back in like the fifties and sixties. Like it was kind of like a home for them. So I mean. But I feel like that would make such sense for a church organization because it's kind of like reaching out to an audience that usually would 
mock a church because a church would never accept them. And now it's kind of like right. the church is saying, no, man, it's cool. We can have something like this here, which makes me kind of respect the church a little bit. Yeah, no, Where exactly. in most cases, it's kind of like, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, even like, yeah, I'm looking um right now because it was that church. And it's like, it's it's we've sat right in front of it when we would like stalk the dog park because it's right there it's a church and it has the big steeple like right on the south part oh, of yeah. central of yeah, um, know you know washington square and i mean it was built in uh, they do meditation there i think don't they? they i think they do like lots of stuff there to be honest with you i think like last summer or something, but, they did a meditation yeah class. it was built in like the 19th century like there was a date and i can't find it now but like yeah well, that's but... that's broad enough I feel like people <laughs> get the basic idea of 19th century yeah so i mean like it's a really cool place and you know it should definitely be like checked out there you know see what they do yeah very cool <laughs> all right <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i'm overtired <laughs> i could tell you're like way overtired you're off the rails right now well whatever i guess it's good that we're wrapping up the show then because the Lord knows where we're going to go down this rabbit hole if we continue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Let's not do that. Anyway, um, listen, if you guys, like, want to continue to, like, send us your emails, um, please do so at highregardshow at Gmail. We should just do one whole show on just submitted emails to us. We should. And, like, read them on the air. Because we get some crazy shit from people. But then again, maybe we shouldn't send things like that because I feel like, you know, we might question whether or not we should keep doing the show. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Which happens from time to time. True. I got to say, though, um, for those people who jumped in on last week's show and commented on the SoundCloud page, um, our guest last week, Skip, loved reading your comments. Yes. He loved it, which was great. I was, like, so happy that you guys, like, pulled through and didn't embarrass us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. Yeah, Skip was really, really happy with how, um, you know, the show turned out and stuff. And don't forget that his album release party is on is today on, on the 9th. Yes. And his album comes out on the 13th. So, you know, be sure to check that out. It's a really, really awesome, really cool album. So be sure to check that out. And be sure to check out the High Regard Show on all social, me social media channels at High Regard Show. Yes. And, of course, our website is highregardshow.com. So you can check out this particular show and links to all the previous shows Many, before. many others. A bunch with a bunch of articles and things that we started and never finished. <laughs> but we'll get back to again. We'll get we back will. to again. We will. New year, new motivation, peoples. Maybe. Or not. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Good night. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My only friend. The end of our elaborate plans. The end of
If I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you. And then I'd bang your tuna girlfriend. 